Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Jackie Shaw, QuickBooks wizard of Get Organized LLC. What will accounting and administration departments look like in five years? A change is coming, and the decisions you make now are critical to preparing for that change. In today's episode, Jackie will share what you should be doing to prepare for the rise of the controller. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me Shirley. Hi, I'm Victoria Downing and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hi there. How you doing today, Mark? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, it's like everything's buzzing. The remodeling world is, um, you know, going strong right now. People are talking about big backlogs. It's great. Yeah. Fantastic. A lot of hiring going on, a lot of thinking about the future. Great times. Yeah, it is, you know. So I think that the topic today is going to be right spot on because there are so many people hiring. People are growing. There's to be more delegation for those companies to be able to manage. So, you know, the accounting and administration departments is – they're, they're going to be growing as well. Yeah, it's gonna, it's cool. The rise of the controller. Mm-hmm. Yes, it and, sounds like an episode, something like, like Star Wars. Yeah, robots <laughs> taking over. AI, right? right. Ah. Yeah. Um, so let's get started, shall we? Cool. Jackie Shaw is the founder and principal consultant of Get Organized, LLC, whose mission is to increase the happiness in the world by helping business owners deal with accounting and administrative challenges. She is a nationally recognized presenter, consultant, as Mark said, QuickBooks wizard and Remodeler's Advantage Roundtable facilitator. Welcome, Jackie. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, certainly. You know, I think that the the whole accounting and administrative departments of remodeling companies get short shrift often. Do you think that's true? Absolutely. You know, joining the workforce in the very late 80s, but still the (laughs) 80s, there was this mindset of it's a cost center and should be as cheap as possible. And back then, controllers would actually get bonuses, really big companies, controllers would get bonuses by not paying vendors and then negotiating lower amounts of money to pay as a way, it was very, very insidious in my opinion and not very ethical. And so um, luckily, especially in the remodeling world, we're seeing this shift of people recognizing it's not just a cost center, it's a vital component so that you understand if your profit centers are profitable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the whole accounting um, industry, you know, within a company, luckily is uh, getting up on par of where it should be. So, you know, right from the basics, give me a definition, your definition of the difference between a bookkeeper, an office manager, and a controller. Great question. And this will be in the newest version of our book that we have for Remodeler's Advantage. So um, the office manager is normally a data entry clerk. I mean, you might find someone who's a bookkeeper, but a data entry clerk gets a bunch of information. You tell the person what accounts to put it to, what cost codes to put it to, and they just sit and key things in, right? They don't really have any understanding of what those key clicks do to the financials. Okay. A real bookkeeper has either had a a few years of on-the-job experience mentored by someone 
that's higher level accounting or um, you know, a two-year degree, something like that. They understand what a profit, loss, and balance sheet is. And they mostly, you know, if they're a good bookkeeper, they know what those key clicks do to the financials. But the data entry clerk and bookkeeper, it's their job to create the data, right? Okay. A controller's job is to review the data for accuracy, to be sort of the, the protector of the assets, uh, making sure that all the liabilities and assets are reported correctly. So you can kind of think of the, the bookkeeper knowing what's going on with the P&L, kind of know what's going on with the balance sheet, but it's really the controller that's ensuring the accuracy of the entire financial system framework and ensuring the accuracy of those numbers. Now, you work with a lot of remodeling companies along with other kinds of small businesses. What type of person do you typically see in place? And at what point do you know if you need a controller? Great question. At some level, everyone really needs a controller because even if it's only like twice a year, um, most bookkeepers don't really have a full understanding of all those balance sheet accounts. They really don't. And so they need somebody with a, a higher level of understanding of accounting to go in and say, okay, let's make sure every one of these accounts is accurate. I always say if I review a balance sheet, I probably find thirty to $300,000 that doesn't belong there. Oh, wow. $300,000 is on one end of the bell curve, right? Yeah. Um, but there's usually things that uh, old CPAs had added, old bookkeepers had added, nobody took off the books. Um, and so everyone right now really needs some sort of controller level support. But as we see the rise of the AIs mm-hmm. and um, all the things that are happening with technology, that um, job description is going to change a bit and it's going to be needed more than ever. Well, how do you mean? Well, right now it's going on. If you go, well, First of all, everybody, I want you to know I'm on the phone with two marketing people, so they should understand what I'm talking about here. But in the high-tech industry, when I worked a corporate day job, I always worked with tech in in the tech world. And the marketing people were known for selling products that didn't exist yet, right? Uh And so when you see commercials about all the automation and all the technology advancements that are going on in the accounting industry, it's not actually there yet. That's the marketing people selling something that doesn't quite exist just yet, right? Mm-hmm. So thinking back in, in 2006, I remember the owner of uh, one of the owners of the company I worked for came up to me and he said, your job's going away. They're sending all the accounting overseas where they can pay lower wages and um, everything's getting automated. Well, here we are, 2020, TikTok. Yeah, some some larger companies like I work with Hewlett Packard, they definitely outsource accounting to, you know, Bangladesh, India, places like that. Um, but for the most part, for the standard, I have under 50 employees, they never outsource. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, if they're taking advantage of the technology that exists right now, they often are making more of a mess at least initially, yeah. then they're fixing things. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So when you see owners thinking about uh, technology and staffing, where are they making their biggest mistakes or what, what are they stumbling over? Yeah. Historically, always uh, people have uh, downplayed the need for IT support. So that's number one. And uh, 
there's a really great article in, an accountant wrote back in 2015. And he said, you know, the cloud is coming, right? The cloud is coming, but don't think you're picking the cloud. The cloud is being picked for you because the account that the tech industry sees that's where to make the money. And so now we see co-construct, builder trend, clear estimates, right? All these apps and what we're, what we're meant to do is start app stacking. So that accounting system is not going to be everything you need. And this is also something that's been going on forever, but it's been in the PC world, not in the cloud. So we have um, two different platforms that need to integrate. And so there's that piece that's needed. And we still then also have all the people that are still working on computers, right? Mm -hmm. And so having an IT professional that's not the owner's brother or the owner themselves, I mean, we, we need that. People need to have uh, IT people they can call on for the hardware support and some, but only some of the software support. Okay, so explain that part. Why only some of the software support? Right, because, um, you know, a, a contract IT company is not going to be, they're not going to be experts at what QuickBooks should look like once Builder Trend is integrated. Okay. Right. And so we can't expect our IT professionals to know that. We also shouldn't expect necessarily that our bookkeepers are going to have the technolo technological expertise to handle uh. app stacking, especially when it becomes multiple applications all coming in at the same time. Right. So does that mean... So, for example, we have a controller in-house and we have an outsourced IT team that's pretty much mm -hmm. on call. Is that the sort of structure that you're seeing for all the businesses that, with, whom, with which you work? Or do people, are they outsourcing or do they have a controller they might only review their books quarterly? Yep. So um, I'm definitely seeing um, outsourced controller level quarterly. You know, I don't think right now, in five years, it's going to be a different story. But right now, I don't see that everyone actually needs um, a controller in-house. Unless that controller, it's kind of like when you talk about the PM willing to swing the hammer. Yeah. A data entry clerk's like the helper. The bookkeepers are the carpenters and the <laughs> controllers are the project managers, right? right? So there you go, accounting laid out so all the remodelers can understand what right. we're talking about here. And so while you might have a bookkeeper that understands the tech and integration, it's not a guarantee. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But often in larger companies, controllers are put in charge of IT and HR and accounting. Yes. Right? right. They're often treated more like at that uh, manager of administration role. Right. And so a lot of people, um, if they don't, some people have um, a techie person in house, like, you know, their lead designer also is really into tech. And so they can help. So it, whether it's, um, somebody in-house that has the skill for the IT stuff or they're outsourcing, that's fine. Controllers. The one thing we have to be careful about with um, contract controllers is that some people will hire, say, their CPA. And I love, don't get me wrong, I love CPAs, I need them. But if you have a CPA coming in at once a quarter and they're actually just sitting down with your financial reports and talking to you about them, that's not a controller, that's a CFO. Right, a CFO helps you learn, helps you with what to do with the money and making strategic decisions. 
Right. If they're not sitting down in front of QuickBooks and kind of digging through the data a little bit and looking into things, they're, that's not, they're not acting as a controller. Controller is going to be that conduit between the bookkeeper and the CFO slash owner. Gotcha. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's very interesting. All right. I like that. Um, so what's going to look so dramatically different in five or 10 years in the job description for the controller position? Yeah. So obviously we're seeing the boomers retiring, um, the, the, the um, Gen X and millennials are taking over all of these positions. And what we need to find is somebody that knows accounting and technology. And they're not necessarily going to be doing the data entry, right? The whole idea is we're trying to get automation to a point where the little baby artificial intelligence is, and it's already here. They look at a receipt and they're like, that's the vendor name. That's the date. That's the amount of money. You tell me what account it goes to if you haven't told me already and made a rule, and then I can have this all ready and waiting for you, right? And so we're not going to see people doing as many key clicks data entry. Um, We're really going to see more of that ensuring the accuracy and if we have, you know, three apps stacked on top of QuickBooks, we need somebody with the technical know-how of, of the way the integrations work, as well as the accounting know-all to be able to see a problem right when it starts, Man, not two months later. That certainly sounds daunting. It's super fun. But it's going to be kind of a unicorn that you're looking for. And that's why people need to be thinking about this now mm-hmm. because you could find, you know, the perfect office manager type person that loves tech and they'd be happy to do professional development to learn, learn more about all these topics. Right. So it's not like you have to go out and find these people. In fact, they might be a little difficult to find. Yeah. You might find somebody really good at tech, that you're going to train to understand accounting. You might find somebody that's good at accounting that's interested in the tech and willing to dive in and learn, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But more and more, what we're going to need is somebody who can review the data, can set up the soft, software integrations, and can spot things quickly when things go awry and fix them quickly. Okay. Hey, Mark here. You know, one of the first marketing books I ever read was the aptly named Marketing by Richard Sandhusen. Although it was pretty good in that it had some useful information, it was very technical. It was like trying to read the warning label that came with pain medication. I had to read some parts three or four times just to understand what he was trying to say. You shouldn't have to slog through a dry, term-laden textbook like I did to successfully market your business. So, I wrote Lobster on a Cheese Plate. How to stand out, attract the best clients, and win every sale that comes your way. It's shipping December 8th, but if you pre-order today, you'll save 34%. To learn more, peek inside the book and watch the trailer, because of course I made a trailer, visit BeTheLobster.com. Now back to the show. So, okay, so we're thinking about this position for the future and mm-hmm. what we're going to be looking for. So are there anything else that you've not yet mentioned that owners should do to prepare? For this, 
I think that they need to be looking at their, um, we've, we've talked about this before, they need to be looking ahead at what they're planning on doing with their software platforms, right? Mm. What are the problems they're having? What are they trying to fix? A lot of people are going builder trend and co-construct, right? Yep. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a big choice. And we see a lot of members like go with builder trend a while, go with co-construct yes. a while, can't quite decide. Yeah. And we really need to do testing and play with that software and not fully integrate it into QuickBooks until we're sure about it. So people need to be, number one, they need to be looking at third-party platforms that are going to fill their needs and 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 not relying only on Excel yeah. and QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the pieces. That I think that they need to make a five-year plan for the technology of their company, right? Yeah, wow. So Jackie, when Plasma TVs first came out, I remember they were about $15,000. And then the technology got, I don't know, easier to do or whatever. So now I can get one for about 400 bucks, like 65 inch. So is it safe to say that in five years, all this stuff is going to get us cheaper? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question because I've been using QuickBooks Online for a long time. So I went back and I looked at some of the statistics, right? Looked back at the numbers. Back in 2010, 10 years ago, QuickBooks Online cost $31. They said they would keep your data for like seven years. If I asked the engineers, they're like, oh, we're going to keep your data for seven years if you stop using QuickBooks. Now, QuickBooks Online is $70 to $110 a month. So cost is double, tripled. And um, they're, they limited the, the space and they limited the amount of time that you have all your data available. So there's that piece, right? Yeah. And we were seeing, a, you know, people spending hundreds of dollars a month on Builder Trend Co-Construct. You know, they're maybe spending almost $100 on QuickBooks Online, if that's what they're using. Intuit's trying to move to subscription-based QuickBooks desktop to make more money off that. Mm. And then if you need somebody that's actually got the tech skills to manage all this stuff, you will pay more. You might be trying to pay your bookkeepers, you know, $15, $20 an hour. A controller is going to be more like, you know, $60,000 a year salary, Uh right? 60, Uh and that's in my area, $60,000, $80,000 a year in Oregon, which moved down to California, double it. Oof. Oof. (laughs) Okay. All right. That's very cool. So are there any other pitfalls that owners should watch out for in the next five years? I think that they have to, um, those that aren't already need to stop treating uh, the bookkeeping like it's its own little bubble, you know, and, and it's not just off to the side doing its own thing. Um, the accounting person in charge of accounting needs to be at the table when there's um, business conversations going on with other managers, mm-hmm. right? They need to be in the know of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the fir- one of the biggest pieces that, that it, those that are not treating bookkeeping like they should be at the table when there's business decisions uh-huh. made, they need to start thinking about that. All right. um, and then, of course, um, embracing technology. Right. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. Jackie, all this talk about five or 10 years from now has given me a little bit of a head spin. I think we should just talk about the next five or 10 seconds. Are you ready for the lightning round? I am. And now here's a Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. 
Okay, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? I really love, and I never remember names, but I still really love that book about um, who should be on the bus, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's something, and so it's an oldie but a goodie, you know, and everyone that's read it, they always talk about who's in the right seat on the bus. The bookkeeper's been dragged behind the bus in a trailer <laughs> a lot of times, so uh, get them on the bus. Yeah. Great. <laughs> if you weren't QuickBooks wizard, what do you think you'd be doing? I think that I would be an artist and people would bring me a treasured thing and I would turn it into a piece of art that they would Wonderful, have Wonderful, beautiful thought. What are you not very good at? Oh, um, I'm not super good at the human interactions sometimes. Like I, the, the small talk niceties, mm. I get, I feel very awkward. I'm, I just, I just know. <laughs> your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? My room. Crayola announced they're adding a color to the crayon box. It's called Jackie Shaw. What color is it? Oh, it's go green. That beautiful green that happens right when plants just start growing out of the ground. Mm, nice. What's your favorite sitcom growing up? Oh, my favorite sitcom growing up. You know, uh, Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, Jackie, this has been great. Thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. Now, before we go, I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience and why they resonate with you. Never give up, never surrender. (laughs) And why does that resonate with you? Well, first of all, because it's from Galaxy Quest and there's nothing better. No kidding. The only thing better than sci-fi is a sci-fi sitcom. But, um, you know... As business owners, sometimes we can feel really defeated at times. If Even if it's just fatigue, we might love what we do, but just fatigue. But the idea of never give up, never surrender, I think is perfect for the business owner. Great. Now, also, how would people find out more about the services you offer and about the awesome book that you just mentioned? Oh, yes. So... Um, I am now a co-author of the Remodeler's Ultimate Guide to Using QuickBooks. Um, There is going to be a a new version of it. The 2021 version is going to be available. And um, to find out more about me, you can either go to the Remodeler's website and look for Jackie Shaw, or you can go to my website at gojackieshaw.com. All right, great. And we'll put that in the show notes, eh, Mark? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for being here, Jackie, and another great season of facilitating roundtables. We appreciate that, too. And we'll talk to you. We'll have you on again soon. Awesome. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks, Jackie. You know, I thought that the idea of making a five-year plan for your technology was super interesting. I wouldn't, though, know where to start. Because, I mean, how do you know? You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, well, I'd probably start with looking for an IT company to uh, to hire so that they can help you with that because that's what they live and breathe. That's right. I imagine because the research it would take to try to do it by yourself. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just nobody's – you're not going to have a need or, or the size to have someone like that on staff full yeah. time. But these companies, you know, it's perfect. We, you know, we had to – we had when I first got here, you kind of had a chuck in the truck kind of guy, right? That was running our IT stuff. Yep. He would come in, everyone. Then we got larger and bigger, and it just, you yeah, that he wasn't good enough, so we had to get a agency level, right? IT support. And, but, I tell you, it's great to have him there. I mean, I 
send tickets in, you know, whenever I have a tiny little glitch and it's taken care of. Yes, isn't it nice just to have yeah. somebody that takes care of it? But they, they also – they sit down with you when you – when you're getting ready for this kind of thing and they help you map out a plan, what's, what's the next year look like next four years, five years and right. all that. Right. Right. You know, and we still run into remodeler remodeling company owners who are using programs that have been stitched together over 20 years, you know, but that's just not going to cut it going forward. No, they're going to have to move to mm-hmm. taking more advantage of technology or they're not going to be competitive. And you know everybody's suffering from it. We're we're like right now dealing with Amazon, yes. right? With the backs backside trying to get books on on Amazon and stuff. And even Amazon, they make what you know fifteen billion dollars a quarter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and um and that back that back end platform is chaotic. It's it's messy. It's 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 just a mess because they've been duct taping it together over the years. Mm-hmm. So even a monster giant like Amazon isn't staying cutting edge all the time. So right. it's it's something that everybody's suffering from, not just a small guy. Mm-hmm. So no, nobody should feel bad about that. But it's something that definitely needs attention because the technology is not slowing down. Right, right. So people just have to know that it has to be part of their budget. And they've got to build it in and plan around it, all right? Because mm-hmm. that's going to – that, the technology, the understanding of the financials, the getting advice on how to use your money properly, the watching out for accuracy there – all those things tie into the client experience in the end, yeah, you know? Uh, sorry, I just had a, uh, you know, her five words of wisdom. Oh. It just it just creeped back into my head. It was fantastic. <laughs> By Grapthar's hammer, you yes. shall be avenged. Yes, exactly. I love that movie. Yeah, I do too. There's so many movies I love. Yes, yes, <laughs> Yes, so we want to thank Jackie for joining us and sharing this awesome topic, um, The Rise of the Controller. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it sounds like a sci-fi film. There you go. And, um, of course, we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. Remember, never give up, never surrender. I'm Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about roundtables our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.